Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of Odyssey. Odyssey is an intensive six-week workshop for writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror whose work is approaching publication quality and for published writers who want to improve their work. Odyssey is held each summer on the campus of St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Adult writers from all over the world apply. Only 16 are admitted. Top authors, editors, and agents serve as guest lecturers. For more information, visit www.odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 29 is an excerpt from PDK6 lecture at Odyssey 2005 on debunking the alleged truths about writing. The text of this recording is copyright 2005 by P.D. Kasich. The sound recording is copyright 2009 by Odyssey Writing Workshops. Okay, back to what lies my English teacher slash writing teacher tell me. Oh, now this one. I have been told by not only writing teachers, but agents and publishers. Limit your point of view characters to three. Three point of view characters. Because I've been told, readers get confused if there's more than one character, more than three. You know, you can have the main one, the good guy, the bad guy, the one in the middle that doesn't quite know or that they're both after. Um, you'd be surprised at how many times I've heard only write you know, three characters because they can't understand it. Well, now what you want to do is be very careful with your point of view. I have read manuscripts, naturally, where the point of view characters will change in the sentence. You'll be surprised in your own work because I've actually caught myself doing this. I will be writing in the point of view and then I put in a little thing with a secondary character going, he felt, oh God, no, can't do that because I'm not in his head. But only three point of view. You write what the story needs. Also had, you don't want to do a single person point of view. I have written my 700 page novel in New Hope in a single person point of view. It is hard. It is terribly hard, but you can do it. And if that's what the story calls for, it's again, you know what your story says, or you're at least hoping you know what your story says. Okay, this is the English teacher. Always use complete sentences and correct grammar. <laughs> what you need to know is the correct grammar and the rules before you change them. A lot of people like were talking about dialect. Yes, I, I can speak English. You know, it's my native tongue. I, therefore, I can do dialect. Again, it depends on what you're writing. But you'd be surprised at how many manuscripts I see where I'm, I don't know the age of the person, so I'm, I'm hoping they're very young, just learning. But um, there are major errors in just the style, the language. 
Okay, learn your craft. And learning your craft means learning English. Grammar, the most horrible, boring subject in the world, but learn it. Again, never use dialect. Yeah. I once, in one of my writing classes, wrote a complete story in dialect. And, you know, I think I got an F on it. And it was too hard to read. And again, you're going to find that in publishing. If it's too hard to read, the editor will go, I'm not going to do this. Again, you know, so I had to calm down with the wind color. Move it back a little so people can't understand it. Use of flashbacks. I don't know what you've been told about flashbacks, but my writing teachers hated flashbacks, which is probably why I use so many of them. <laughs> now, I'm at the point now I said, eh, it works. There are ways to around flashbacks. I like to go back and do a backstory, because when you write a story, some part of your mind, and I do this subconsciously apparently, I know the genealogy of my character from day one. If I start when they're 49, I know what their life was at age five. And if something's going to happen, let's say your character is afraid of spiders. You know, why? Somewhere, you don't have to write this down, but somewhere in your own mind, you have to know that at age five, you know, a friend had a rubber tarantula and dangled in front of her and she freaked. Something. You have to know the character inside out. All too often in writing, there's what we call it the info dump. You know the info dump? Yes. I work with a lot of pulp stories from the 19-teens and 1920s. They are very big on info dumps. They are very, very big on the, well, as you know, Bob, you know, and the uh, James Bond, when the villain has the hero tied up, he explains it all right before the hero gets loose and kills him. That's still common in writing. You'd be surprised. So you have to figure out if there's going to be, as I say in uh, Mysteries, if there's going to be a murder at the last scene, there has to be a smoking gun at the first. There has to be some clue, very subtle or not so subtle, you know, body hanging in the closet, that moves the story forward. And you can't say, oh God, you know, I have to have my character explain this now. If you find yourself explaining constantly in the middle of the section, go back to the beginning. Say, well, how can I put in a clue? Ah, you must always write in a logical or linear style. Yeah, uh, actually, in Prayer for the Dying, it's very linear. It's very logical. But most of us don't even think that way. You go to, okay, A, B, C, how we're supposed to think. How many of us do that? By the time we get from A to B, we've already gone to Z, Q, R. We're thinking constantly. That's how the human brain works. And you must do this. Again, this is a must do. Anybody who says must do, you know, is reading books. And how many people have read how to write books? Come on, be honest. Yeah, me too, I've read it. I personally found Stephen King's on writing the best. He's a writer. My philosophy, because back when I was taking these classes, uh, I had a list from the teachers, you know, get all these books, how to write the best, best novel, how to do this, how to do that. 
my rule is if you look at the book and don't recognize the author's name, <laughs> why are you going to buy that book? You can never have a character lie. Can your characters lie? Sure, yeah. Can you as the writer lie? No. No, no, you cannot lie. You cannot lead your reader down a path and then pull it out the last moment if you've not left clues. You cannot say, and then it was a dream. No, you cannot lie. Your characters can lie like bad rugs. You cannot. You have to know every move your character makes. Remember, you are gods and or goddesses. You are controlling this world. Okay, here, you know. Ahaha. One of my favorites. Write for the market. I suggest a Ouija board. <laughs> you know, I when I was a student, you know, write for the market. Even I wondered about that question. What's the market? You know, where is the market gonna be in let's say and be honest, let's say five years. Five years of okay, there's vampire history. Yeah, I'll write one now and hope in five years, you know, people are going, oh, Christ, it's another one of those. Da Vinci Code's real big. I see, God, at least 10% of everything I see come over Dorchester is the Da Vinci Code redone or redo or re-God. Some are very good, but in five years, it's going to be passe. You know, how do you figure out the next market? You don't. You can't. Um, you can hope and pray. I've never given up writing the H word, or whatever they're calling my genre today. And again, working in horror, dark fantasy, whatever it is, it's the emotion. You know, it's writing not what you know, what everyone knows. It's getting people scared, or getting people to laugh, or getting people to cry. You know, working on basic emotions is good. Covering it in whatever genre coat you're going to put it in. Yeah, that's, that's where a little bit of talent comes in. Uh, also, I've noticed a few things in writing or in reading. A lot of authors, published authors as well, will put in current events. This is terribly dangerous because in 10 years people are going to go, what happened? What was that? And things like 9-11, Things like the tsunami, things like this, you know, world-shattering events, yeah. But little things, um, you're going to instantly date yourself. If you set a story in a current year, do not put the current year down. Just say, present, because whenever that book is published, the present will be, you know, right now. Then you can do, you know, past, possibly future, but the present, no dates. Okay, what did my teachers do? And she was this lovely little Welsh lady. And she said, now remember, you always have to write like your mother's going to read it. Now you always write like your mother's going to read your work. Well, and this was one of the only write what you know. This was a set rule. Only write like your mother's going to read it. Yeah, I got over that many years ago. When she said this, I said, well, okay, and I lived with that for a few years. And then 
wrote my first. I let my parents read it. I sent them autographed copies. My mother was aghast. My father called me long distance and said, damn, for 45 minutes. And I said, what page are you on? He said, page three. He said, page, page four, okay, you put it away. Um, parents will be shocked. Friends will be shocked. Yeah, how, did you, how could you write something like that? Now? Easily. It's the character. Again, it's the character. It is not you. You are just the puppet master. Now, you're pulling all the strings, but if your character is going to use a dirty word, you know, if he's a biker and he has just ripped somebody's head off and someone says, what have you done? He goes, I did because I darsh well had to. <laughs> Again, this is being honest with your reader. If your character is going to use four-letter words, then use it. Believe everything an editor ever tells you. Someone actually told me that. Now, the editor knows what they're doing. I've worked with a lot of editors. Meeting some of the editors was mind-boggling because they're just out of school. And, Hi, you know, I'm an editor. <laughs> okay, don't read my work, you know. But being a first reader is a matter of personal preference. There are some adventures slash thrillers where terrorists rape dismembered children. And my personal preference, and I write this to Donna, is no, you don't need to fan the flames of the uh, you know, terrorist moment. And uh, no, you don't. So an editor you know, would say, and you've all seen the objections, doesn't fit our needs which means I didn't like it. And for no other reason, you know. Why didn't you like the books? I don't know. It just, it didn't grab me. And you've read stories that just didn't grab you. Editors are human, even though they don't like to let that fact known, you know, that they are human. What you have to be is your own worst and best critic. Worst because as we discovered, or as I did, with the wind collar. I mean, come on. The first novel was phenomenal. It was great. It was fantastic. And then, you know, 20-odd years later, you pick up the fire. You know, we don't see what we do. It's like our children. We don't see what we do in negative light. I unfortunately do. I always see everything. Oh God, I stupid hate this story. So be your own worst critic, but also, you know, defend it. If you know there's a good part in there, going, you know, what about this part? Did this part work for you? Now, if everybody that you've ever shown it to says, "Well, that part didn't work for me because," and they can add a because, you know, kind of think, "Oh, oh, oh, okay." Don't be overly in love with your first work. You know, look at it with a critical eye. But again, you know, this is your child, and if there's something wrong with it, you have to fix it. After you've done that, and you've corrected all the boo-boos, let someone you aren't related to, or who loves you, or owes you money, read it. Critiquing is very important. I have my own first readers, and uh, we kind of change each other's message. Here, can you read this? Only if you read mine. 
But if somebody is honest enough to give you the chance, be honest. Don't be brutal. There is a difference between honesty and vivisection. When anyone says never do something, don't believe them. It's whatever works. You have to figure out, you know, never do a first person because if your character is going to die, gee, what happens if they come back? Think of it differently. See a story from all angles. There's always a way to get around anything. The text of this recording is copyright 2005 by P.D. Kasich. The sound recording is copyright 2009 by Odyssey Writing Workshops.